0: Bible Treasures Topic 6 Fellowship Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast. Praise God for all the corrective teaching we receive through this series of talks. The subject of study during the last six weeks has been Spiritual or Christian Fellowship. As often pointed out, beloved This is a crucial subject in the matter of discipleship. We will point out to you two important scripture texts to explain to you why we make that statement. Turn with us to 1 John 3rd chapter and the 14th verse. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brothers. He who does not love his brother, he abides in death. In other words, love of brothers is the indication and the evidence or the manifestation that we have passed from death to life. A similar text is in the same book of 1 John, 5th chapter and 2nd verse. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God. We know we have passed from death to life when we love God's people. And we know we love the children of God when we love God. See how they are so critically interrelated. And our topic has been how not to fellowship. So far, we have studied six lessons. Lesson number one. Do not disregard the indispensability of fellowship. Lesson number two. Do not be overruled by self-interest. Lesson number three. Do not be hypocritical in love. Lesson number four. Mm. Do not postpone reconciliation. Lesson number five. Mm. Do not be partial. Mm. Last week we studied lesson number six. Do not write off anyone quickly. Today we will move on to lesson number seven. How not to fellowship? Do not give place to envy. Do not give place to envy. Beloved, there are so many vices which are detrimental to healthy Christian fellowship. But envy is perhaps the foremost of all those vices. Now, how do we say that? We have often told you that 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, Apostle Paul deals with the functioning or the operation of spiritual gifts. And 13th chapter, which is the central chapter of these three chapters, he explains to us how gifts without love are useless. From verses 4 to 7 of this 13th chapter, he tells us what love does and what love does not. And when he lists what love does not do, now what is the first thing that he points out? Fourth verse. Love does not envy. Love does not envy. However, this is so because envy is the root of all confusion and every evil thing that is imaginable in a Christian fellowship. That's what we read in Book of James, third chapter. Look at the sixteenth words—a very important verse which you should never miss. Where envy and self-seeking exist. Confusion and every evil thing will be there. All confusion results from envy and self-seeking. Now, envy and self-seeking are twin sisters. Now, envy says others should not have it. And self-seeking says I alone must have that. Beloved, in the sight of God, all sins are equally bad and sinful. But envy is more cruel than many of the other sins. That's what we read in Book of Proverbs 27th chapter. Fourth words. Wrath is cruel and anger a torrent. But who is able to stand before jealousy? You know, wrath is cruel, anger is torrent, but uh, nobody can stand before jealousy. Here, we want to give you a quote from Dr. Bill Graham. Envy can ruin reputation. And it will split churches. And it will cause murders. Envy will shrink our circle of friends. And it will ruin our businesses. And it will dwarf our souls. And he says, I have seen hundreds cursed by it. How true, beloved. Yes, beloved, envy is self-destructive. And it is detrimental to our physical health also. Turn with us to Book of Proverbs, 14th chapter, 30th verse. Sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. In other words, here we find that envy is one of the leading psychological causes for physical illness. We would like to take you through the Bible to point out some examples of envy and what lessons we can draw from them. The very first envy was between the first brothers. Book of Genesis 4th chapter. Read from verses 3 to 5 what happened exactly in that situation. Cain brought an offering. He was a farmer and he brought some fruits from his field. Abel was the shepherd. But he brought the firstlings or he brought the best to God as an offering. God had respect for Abel's offering. But he had no respect for Cain's offering. When Cain saw that he became furious with envy. What did he do? He murdered his brother. But God in that very situation gave a remedy to Cain. Verses 6 and 7 The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? Now this is so beautifully illustrated and explained to us by Apostle John in his 1st epistle, 3rd chapter. Cain was evil, Abel was righteous, evil won over a righteous Abel and killed him and murdered him. And that is all because of that envy. Next envy we can think of was between Joseph and his brothers. Turn your Bibles to book of Genesis 37th chapter. Read in the fourth words. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him. They envied him. They could not speak peaceably with him. Come to the 11th words. His brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in his mind. We know this story too well. What is the lesson we draw from this incident? If God blesses one person more than the other persons, it is in general in order to make him a blessing to others. That's what happened in the life of Joseph. His brothers envied him. At the end of the story, Joseph pitied his brothers. Now, with another story that we can think of, which is a very sad story, is the story of Miriam and Aaron against Moses. Turn with us to the book of Numbers 12th chapter. In the first words we read Miriam and Aaron they spoke against Moses. What did they say? The second words Has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. We don't read whether Moses heard it or not but the Lord heard it. So we know that this was actually a ministerial jealousy. But to cover it up, they started attacking his personal life. His wife was an Ethiopian woman. There was some conflict perhaps in the family. And they started speaking against it. So, beloved, when there is envy, usually it results or it bursts into evil speaking. Now, turn with us to First Peter and look at the second chapter. We'll read the first words. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all guile, hypocrisy, envy and evil speaking. See, they go together. Envy and evil speaking envy invariably results in slander. Well, but the slander is usually demonic in nature. Because it is the name of the devil is called accuser of God's people. You all know that very familiar passage. Let us look at it again. Revelation 12th chapter. Look at the 10th words and see the second portion. The accuser of our brothers who accused them before our God day and night, he has been cast down. And how did they overcome him? Eleventh words. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Now what is the meaning of that word blood there in the sight of accusation? Now we would like to point out a passage by Apostle Paul then you understand how that go together. Romans 8, and 34 Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justified. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died for you. In other words, the blood of Christ was shed for that person and who on earth can ever bring a condemnation against that person? That's the same argument God presented before Miriam and Aaron also. Moses is my servant. Now that is my responsibility. Now another example we can really present before you for envy was Saul and David. You can read that in 1 Samuel 18th chapter. David and all the people and Saul, they were all returning after the slaughter of Goliath. And the women started taking tambourines and dancing and singing. What did they say? Saul had slain his thousand. But David has slain his ten thousand. And for whom did they sing that chorus? The Bible says they actually came to greet Saul. How do you believe that? They wanted to tell King Saul, so far you were killing only thousands. Now with an assistant like David, you can kill ten thousands. But he misunderstood. From that day, he started to cast an eye of envy upon David. Yes, beloved, envy usually blinds our eyes, lest we see the truth. He should have thanked God for giving such a skill to that young David. That is what the people did during the time of Jesus Christ how many miracles Jesus performed several of them were unbelievable and what did they do they glorified God who gave such power to man that was the spirit of John the Baptist also people came and told John the Baptist you see that Jesus people are now going after him What did John the Baptist immediately answer? No man can receive anything unless it is given to him from heaven. He did not give place for envy. He is great. I am small. He must increase. I must decrease. In this context, we want to tell you something. If you are a preacher, if you are a servant of God, if another preacher or another servant of God draws more crowd than you, don't ever be puffed up with envy. Just leave it to God. God has given that kind of crowd for that preacher. Now we'll tell you how you can overcome the temptation to envy. Whoever scores, the ultimate victory goes to the kingdom of God, isn't it? That truth is so much amplified and illustrated by several analogies in the Bible. Now the fellowship of God's people is called the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 12, 26 we read, If one member is honored, all the other members rejoice. And God's work is compared to field work in the agricultural field. Whether Paul does it or Apollos does it, all the grains are gathered into the bonds of God. Our fight is compared to a spiritual battle. Whether Saul kills Goliath or David kills Goliath, the victory is for the people of Israel, for God's people. There is a very interesting Tamil proverb. It matters not who pounds the pad, if provided it becomes rice. So whatever God has assigned to you, that you keep doing faithfully. Maybe God has given you five talents. You be faithful in working with those five talents. Or suppose God has given you only two talents. You be faithful with those two talents. Don't begin to think why God has not given me five talents. You know the five talented man and the two talented man both of them were faithful and they received the same word of appreciation from the master. And we want to conclude with another exhortation. If you are envied keep remembering that you are secure in God. Anybody throw jealousy or envy upon you? But what does the Bible say in Acts of the Apostles 7th chapter 9th verse? The patriarchs becoming envious, they sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him. In other words, the word of the Lord was deeply working in his life and he had his security safely and securely anchored in God. Maybe we should join the psalmist when the time we are envied to say like this, The Lord is my light and the Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my strength. Whom shall I fear? How not to fellowship. Do not give place to envy. God bless you.